Well, hello and uh, welcome uh, to our weekly edition of Ad Talk, uh, where I'm joined by my friend and partner, Alex McNamara. Alex, hello and happy one year hello. anniversary to us. One year anniversary of the dynamic duo uh, post putting out wonderful podcasts into the uh, into the ecosystem. Big fan, big fan. Um, I can't believe one year ago, <laughs> big big fan. We, <laughs> one year ago, we started chatting away. Um, I can't believe we're still in a pandemic, and we're still doing this virtually and remotely. That's right. Uh, I think for those who don't know, uh, you and I actually have known each other for quite a long time before then in person. Yep. And then started doing this thing virtually once the pandemic kind of hit and we settled into this virtual world and uh, you moved to Oregon and I stayed in LA and we've we've been doing it for a year. Um, So well done us and we haven't run out of things to say nor do we hate each other yet. (laughs) <laughs> which I think is very impressive. Given we do this every week, um, and we, but I guess the world keeps giving us great nuggets of inspiration. So there's that. That's true, and I, I think we should also give credit where credit is due. We've been powering these podcasts with conversation juice uh, of yeah. um, various provenances, and uh, you have one today that you wanted to speak about. Yeah, this week I'm re- I'm. Uh, pleading with Old Town Brewing in Portland to sponsor us. Um, but what I liked about this is Old Town Brewing is, is very famous, um, but you may not know why it's famous. The logo, and this is this is great branding, the logo is that very famous reindeer or deer um, that Portland is associated with. So, you know, like every Portland thing um, ha- has the Portland sign. That's actually Old Town Brewing, and that's their logo. Um, so there's one near my house in Portland. Um, it's in Northeast, uh, very delicious beer. I'm drinking the Pilsner, which is a, an American pre-prohibition style Pilsner for, for all those beer lovers out there. Um, but I thought it was really interesting that people don't associate the, the logo with the brewery, but with the town itself. Interesting. So branding and bad branding, good branding, bad marketing. Which we'll talk more about we'll, we'll talk more about that by the way on this uh, <laughs> show today. Um, yeah, but you also um, you also heard some really good feedback about our previous mm. uh, episode uh, where we talked about the agency pitch process. Do you want to share with me what you've uh, what you've heard? Yeah, we had some really good feedback on. It turns out people really wanted to understand more about the agency and the client relationship in a pitch process. We got some great feedback from um, some of our colleagues, ex-colleagues, friends. Um, So we're going to have some of them on the show in the upcoming weeks to dive more into that topic and adjacent topics. Um, But also, yeah, it was one of our most popular episodes um, Mm -hmm. to date, which is great. So if you haven't listened to it, go back to last week and listen to it because it's really good i thought it was one of was one of my favorite uh episodes that we did we dive really into the nuts and bolts having been on both sides of the proverbial table um so yeah, yeah. good good feedback there it was a it was a different format as well where we covered um a topic in depth and it was just us two but i felt like yes we were at least we were well qualified to discuss it, given that, yes, we, we have been on both sides of that equation. So, yes, please go and uh, listen to it. And also, uh, we'd love to hear your suggestions for 
topics that you might find interesting. Uh, www.30minutecmo and also our Instagram is at 30minutecmo. So drop us a note. Yeah, I think I think you you know you well you hope it's good when someone else puts their professional reputation on the line and shares it in a Slack channel with 94 other people who also work in marketing. So there's that proof in the pudding. Shout out to um, our fans. Shout out, shout out to our fans and shout out to Haley for doing that. Cool. Uh, well, so, do you want to take us away with the, with the first topic for today? I'll take you away. Let's, let's do it. Let's go, into, let's go into an adventure into social media land. And um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Reddit, um, apparently it is blowing up right now, or so I've been told by a few different sources. But Reddit, the very popular, I guess, uh, what do they call themselves? The homepage of the internet. Um, I've been on it a while. I've got a bunch of subreddits that I follow. Really enjoy the, the random collection of things that I follow all the way from like Formula One to Unexpected to you know all these random things. But what I've noticed, and this isn't a recent thing, but they need to make money. And channel social social platforms have been making money through ads since the dawn of social media time. Um, back in 2018, we ran some ads with an old client of ours, and their targeting was whack. Uh, I think is the technical term for it, where you know they went on your demo and also the subreddits you'd followed. So if you're you know hawking, uh, let's say streaming. Um, and you follow a bunch of movie or TV related subreddits either from a specific um, genre or title or area, you'll just get hit up with these um, with these different ads. So they were whack. They've got better. Their targeting's got better. They hired a bunch of agency performance marketers to help build out their product. So it's got much better. Now the targeting's great, but what I've been seeing recently, and I'm trying not to you know, just call be out just be judgmental. two specific brands have done this really badly. <laughs> and just, and let's, call out, let's call out, let's call out trash when we see it. Let's call, let's take the trash out. Gorsha. Um, so there's this trend now of using Reddit, obviously, because you have really engaged people in subreddits that really care about what they follow. Um, so I saw one, which was Nurtech. Um, uh, promoted post and what you know i think i don't as, as a it's migraine a it's, it's, medicine it's, 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 it's a, a drug it's some sort of a pharma ad yeah yeah it's a pharma ad so at, 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 you know already there's going to be copious amounts of t's and c's but basically they used um the uh well they created their own meme but it's based off the guy looking at another lady with his girlfriend next to her next to him um so they recreated that i'm guessing because of legal reasons they didn't want to get you know sued for taking an image um and they've got the lady looking at a man walking past saying nurtech o what's it odt available via telemedicine and then me and then migraines holding the me to stop her looking and then <laughs> the company will put this on the instagrams and maybe the the internet's the website but it's like that feeling when I can't treat or prevent my migraines without stepping foot in a waiting room. And then it's like, you know, some other stuff. And then it goes onto this T's and C's about um, don't take it for allergic to Nurtec. Most common side effects were nausea, stomach. And this is in that, and this is in the post copy. 
and then underneath they've got more of this crap so like what are you doing like why are you doing i mean i know you're trying to jump on a trend but also like what yeah. look at it and go this is this is nonsense who, you know, who approved this uh i feel for i feel for pharma creatives um because i think there are always this pr there's always this pressure of um wanting to do something that's a little bit more cutting edge or at least more trendy and at the same time you're you're held back by so many rules and regulations I actually yeah. just um listened to an interesting story about how um prescription pharma uh, ads became a thing only in like the 80s and before then it was forbidden in the u.s to advertise to consumers and uh, we are the only country besides New Zealand that uh, that allows this. And so you have these um, pharma companies who are asking their agencies to try out something new. And so I think the result is this, right? Like you have to be super safe and you have to be super blasé. And at the same mm -hmm. time, um, you have all of the legals, legal language you have to include. And uh, Reddit. Well, so, I mean, you know, I think I think this is this is not even the failure of um, the creative agency necessarily or no, the pharma no company. Um, I think it's, you have to come together as like a group. If you really want to be in that environment and you want to take advantage of Reddit's targeting and maybe, maybe there is an R migraines, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, seg um, board there, um, like explore together what the possibilities are. I feel like what they're trying to do is like squeeze, squeeze something that doesn't naturally belong in this kind of format into this format. And this is the yeah. end result. And that's horrible. It's, um, it's unfortunate, but at least I want to applaud them for trying. I think the other example you have, and I want you to describe that one as well, like that has no, no business existing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Like I kudos to the team for trying to make it happen. But also, like, you got to look at it at the end of the day and be like, is this, is this good? Like, is this creative that we're proud of? Is this the right channel to be in? Yes, people on Reddit have migraines. But, like, do you do you lose the... Because you want to be contextually relevant, which is why I'm making a meme ad in Reddit. But do you lose the contextually relevant... Contextual relevance by having the other junk that you have to put in? And that's yeah. not their fault. They have to do it. So, like, what... Is it really... Is there really a point? Is there really a point to run a static or if you could run a video, you could hide all that stuff at the end. Would that be better? Probably. Um, anyway, the next one, the other one we saw. Um, so, you know, you know, the, you know, the meme of the, the freeway and there's an exit and then there's a, you, you just want me to describe these memes really badly. That's why you're making me do this. I mean, I, do so I'm well. on, I'm on to you. <laughs> I'm on to you. Painting, 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 well, you've got an image in my head. <laughs> good well, at least you can see it so it makes it better um well it's 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 drifting onto the exit and it's leaving and, and the idea is like you know late late turning you're supposed to do the right thing and you go off and do the other thing so this one's by hopper the uh hopper deals the app that tracks flights you put in the dates you want to go and it tracks all the flights and tells you when the cheapest one is available and predicts actually a very useful service uh in theory um, but the ad itself, it, it's made to look like a t screen cap of a tweet. And it says, just made my first booking on the Hopper app. I can tell you right now, I made sure the breakfast was free because in the meme, they've got groceries as the freeway and then a five-star hotel on the Hopper app. And the drifting car is my last $42. And I was like, I hate everything that this represents. 
Mm-hmm. That is my, it's my. I mean, I just like. Mm-hmm. I just, I just don't like. I mean, one, I don't like the idea that that telling people to spend their money on the Hopper app. I don't like their the, last money. Uh, the last money. I don't like the format for this this meme for Hopper. Um, because I feel like they should be more premium than this, but again, they're in Reddit and they're trying to do memes because memes blend in to the other things so it doesn't look like an ad. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't have really words for this. You know what I think this is? I think this is a mean. This is a mean ad. Um, because Mean ad. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a condescending mean ad, and uh, I think that, you know, I, I personally feel like the Hopper team should be ashamed of putting this out. Uh, it's... Um, it's kind of balancing like it's it's basically saying like hey this you know this in this hypothetical scenario someone is down to their last 40 bucks and uh, the choice they have is groceries or a five-star hotel for one night like come on yeah come on yeah <clears throat> i think it, i think it's i think that's really mean yeah. yeah that's those are the words that i didn't have yeah this is it just it just i saw and it left a bad taste in my mouth and i couldn't describe it but you did it you did that very well. Um, I mean, I get it. Hub is a deal site, and this is like you can get a five-star hotel for twenty forty-two dollars. But I think in reality you can't. I think you know. I'm not saying that this is a real deal, but I feel like this is just in poor taste. And I think maybe it's worth for uh, companies like this one who might have you know in-house teams working on this to actually consider hiring a creative agency to help them through the thinking process, so they don't. Um, they don't generate garbage like this. Yeah, so that's just I think my thought. Less less garbage advertising is better. Right. Yep. Right. We got one more. That's from away. <sighs> yeah, this one was was not on Reddit. This was on Instagram, and this one I did not, I did not understand. Um. So the so story time. Um. There's a person canoeing, and they're in the back of a canoe. Um. Mm where I feel like it's actually the front of the canoe and they're pointing the wrong way. And then the head is an away suitcase and it just says getting warmer. Um, and the caption is, oh, I tried to make it bigger and I lost it. Are you thinking what we are thinking? Mm-hmm. And I don't understand it. And I just thought it was a really weird use of a paid ad to get you to buy a suitcase. So I threw it in here to discuss because I thought it was a bit crap. Yeah, it, it feels, I mean, I bet Away is struggling or has struggled obviously during the pandemic with sales of luggage when no one was traveling. So I'm wondering if yep. this is, if they're trying to play on with like people aren't traveling and they're doing like local trips to do things like canoeing, I don't know. Or is it just saying like, hey, you need a luggage for when you go on a local trip like canoe? Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's not clear. Um, I mean, they, they they would have gotten as much out of this by just putting a picture of their suitcase against a white background and saying "Buy me." I, I yeah, uh, I honestly think if you if you put in a a, a mid funnel, you know, educational post about their suitcase and some cool tech that they've got, or a low funnel performance ad, which is "Buy me," you know, or deal, you know, one of their three suitcases, you know you know cost not even not even discount just like here buy this bundle for x dollars would it perform better this one was just like i don't i don't know what you're thinking away to answer your 
posted question. I don't yeah. know. So anyway, those are three bad ads. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have some good ads to share. Yeah. Uh, we shall see. We are, it's up to the ad universe. <laughs> yes, we are a podcast that does not discriminate. We like good ads and we hate bad ads. <laughs> and uh, today, we're, today we're not liking what we're seeing. But we are not. I think it's worth, um, and let's go to our next topic. Um, it's Just worth it. for uh, marketers to really think not just about what marketing, you know, I think there's a lot of misconceptions, even even in the heads of marketers of what marketing is versus what branding is. Um, and there's, I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of people in the marketing profession, increasingly so I think in the, in the e-commerce kind of space and the DTC space where they feel like branding is almost a thing that you don't have to worry about. They associated with things like Super Bowl advertising, TV ads, expensive things that they see as a waste. Um, and you and I have long argued on this podcast that this is, this is not the case. This is this is a wrong dichotomy. Um, yep. And we saw um, we saw a screen um, a post uh, on LinkedIn. I think uh, if I'm if I'm right, I think it's attributed to Simon Sinek, um, where oh, I think it's very. <laughs> It, very clearly, it, it, it describes what marketing is and what branding is. And I'm just going to read this out loud and then we can we can we can chat about this. But marketing is like asking someone on a date. And branding is the reason that they say yes. And I think it's a very I think it's a very good concept to get your um, get your head around. What were your thoughts when you when, when you first saw this? It's so simple. It's so simple and so true and you could read a hundred marketing you know professional books and they wouldn't be able to distill it down to something so elegant i thought it was great and i and i want to tap into what you said about let's double click into the what you said about the dtc brands in a minute but like on this i love it i thought it's really great i thought it's such a clear way to distinguish the two things that you have to do and what you just mentioned as well was you have to do both you can't just do one because if you you need to how i how i was then sort of thinking about it was you know mark branding is what you stand for how you act what you know what you do when no one's looking and yeah. marketing is telling people that inviting them to come and see what you are about and then you know having them see what you what you stand for when they are looking and i felt like it was such a it's such an eloquent way to to put it and you have to do both of those things you can do marketing with paid but you know branding is through every other channel through pr through packaging through your website your look and feel your tone of voice all of the things that you do would do as a person to get people to to uh sort of put yourself out as a you know, your your reputation and then marketing is the the paid element or the more you know, blow your own trumpet, look how great I am at certain things and invite people to come and see whether they like that or whether you stand for that as well. Yeah, I, I would even I, so I, I, good. I would even say that you, you've mentioned all the things that branding is. I think the most the most important thing is branding is an internal alignment of everyone within the organization on who you are and what you stand for before anything else that you do. And actually, we were just discussing, you know, bad creative um and uh using the hopper example right and i don't mean to speak i, I don't know what 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 um, happens inside of that company but 
it feels to me that there might not be a very strong North Star in terms of who they are as a brand mm -hmm. and what uh, what they stand for. Because if they did have that, and if there was a lot of rigor and focus around that, and everything that came out of their you know marketing efforts then would reflect that, and they wouldn't have greenlit a mean spirited yeah. ad um, just to drive downloads and installs, right? And I think that you see, you, I think we all know which companies do a good job, even if we, uh, of, 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 of kind of, of branding, of, of, of branding themselves, uh, and then talking ab uh, about who they are to, to us. We don't even need to really know the nuances of like what branding versus marketing is. But if you say, you know, all birds, it's uh, environmental sustainability, right? And everything that they do is mm -hmm. that. Uh, Patagonia, uh, I mean, same same sort of thing, right? You have you have brands that uh, companies that uh, have developed these brands and really coalesced around a set of values, um, and all of their marketing is then um, an extension of that. And yeah. uh, I think this uh, this is a very very important concept, and I think one that, frankly, in the pursuit of the immediate ROI. Um, comp some companies tend to neglect, and I think to their you know, great detriment long term. And I, and I think it doesn't need to be an either or discussion. I don't think you, you know, let's take D2C, for example, because I think that's a very new phenomenon that has come out that people are able to drive a lot of um, data from campaigns that allow them to see results almost immediately. And branding is not one of them, but that's not the point I was going to go for, but it's, it's it's you know not an either or you don't have to sacrifice branding for uh marketing or for installs or for anything it's it's the foundation in which you build that from so you can have both and you can do both very well but you, and you could be able to spend the time to do the internal alignment on who you are what you stand for what are your what is your pillars who is your audience what do they care about what do you care about as a brand where does that cross over then messaging how do you talk to them and then channels where are the people that you should be talking to them and then you know then then it comes tactics of like what does it look like but right. it comes from that foundation of, of of where you start as a brand and you don't have to sacrifice that in order to get to the tactics and vice versa you don't have to sacrifice tactics and to to come up with the brand and i think it's almost easier to do that structure because you then the answer basically comes out at the end because you've got all of these inputs and the answer is very simple whereas if you don't have that internal alignment you don't have what you stand for in the foundation then any idea is a good idea and you you're trying to do all of them and you can't say no to things and i think that's where the, that power comes from like sonos for example every year they had a new look and feel a new brand and for the life of me, I didn't know what they stood for because it changed all the time. You know, I know these make good speakers, but like that's my own personal experience. Like they have good Wi-Fi, um, Wi-Fi speakers. You can combine a bunch of them and it sounds great. But the app's crap and it doesn't work very well. And every year that there's a new look and feel, there's a new brand. So like, who are they and what do they stand for? I don't know. But yeah, it's, anyway. I, I, I think there is a parallel to just how we act as humans as well. I mean, when people are thinking about dating, for instance, right? And um, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, 
how do you present yourself to 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 the rest of the world if uh, if you're looking to use one of the dating apps, for instance? Um, you probably have to think about who you are and, and sort of distill down some of the core things that you want to share with the rest of the world about you, and not um, kind of you know throw the kitchen sink at everyone who uh, who who comes by. And it's like I'm all these things, right? Yeah. That's the same thing with a brand. Like a brand is a collection of people who work for it. Um, a company is a collection of people who work for it, but they're all kind of connected by some sort of a purpose. And obviously, like revenue and profitability and all of that, like those things have to exist when, for a company to be successful. But in a, in a day and age when everything is so commoditized, when we have hundreds of different companies to buy sneakers from, you know, dozens of companies to buy cars from, you know, it's the brand. The brand bit is important. It's very important because yeah. if if you don't stand for something, then consumers will just move on to something else and not develop that loyalty. I think so. And I think a good one is if you look at brands like Intel, for example, mm-hmm. <coughs> who are a, who are an ingredient brand, um, how they position themselves is very much in the branding part of it, and less about like the really nitty gritty conversion and sales because they can't. But like that's a great example of a, of a brand that does branding well because they had to turn yeah. themselves around from when their brand got lost and they put a lot of effort into standing for something or against something else. Um, and I think like it, you know, it's, it's not difficult if you as a founder or if you as a, you know, a lead marketer or even any kind of marketer, if you have a, an idea of what the brand should be standing for and building out from that, you know, you're going to get much better results than being everything to everyone or making mean ads. Yeah, and you, I think you also have to recognize the 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 time that you are living in as a brand and uh, and develop the your branding position. Um, you, you know, that's relevant for, for for this time. So I'll, I mean, using your example for instance, Intel came out with the Intel Inside uh, concept a couple of decades ago, and it really stood for you know. If you're buying a computer with an Intel Inside logo, you're buying at least a more quality computer than one one without it, right? That that was the whole thing that they were trying to push. A decade or two later, when uh, Qualcomm came out with their Snapdragon Inside type of uh, thing, it felt it felt tired. It felt like people didn't really care because technology got so commoditized. And so when I look at brands like McDonald's, for instance, once every you know decade or so i think they revisit uh their brand platform and they sort of rethink is it re- is, is it relevant for for this generation of consumers mm-hmm. is it you know does it align with the times and uh and uh so they revamp it and so I, even in my lifetime i remember we went from you know um have you had your break today to i'm loving it now and that was just in the last couple of decades and so uh brands have to revisit these things but i think the core thing has to always be uh, the North Star is probably things like quality and customer service and, um, you know, some some things that that the branding will reflect and the marketing will tell the story of that. But internally, you have to really be aligned on what it is that you're doing as a company and what kind of things you're trying to, to, to bring to the market. Yeah, I think that's a good example. Like McDonald's went from red roofs and fun times to sort of, you know, the tree the I remember this the tree with the seats around it and you get all the different characters and now it's sort of more serious and it's gone from like a you know a kid's happy area to more of a 
multi-generational restaurant or quick serve restaurant and i think you know they had to do that to stay with the times on the flip side in and out burger you know they haven't changed a lot in in the time that they've been around but what i think about that is they stand for something so you know fundamental to their beliefs that people buy into it and they've really nailed who they are as a brand and people want to be part of that they want to spend their money there because the burger says great and so are the milkshakes and so are the fries and they have that limited menu and that's what people care about it's you know it's yeah it's great I, they, they they have the benefit of being a regional brand uh and mcdonald's for instance has the task of trying to come up with a platform that appeals True. to different cultures and uh that's yes. just a different task altogether but um i think this is a this is a really good one uh and uh you spend really all day on this yeah for sure um but we have one more that we want to talk about and that is the reemergence or resurgence the second life of the qr code uh which the th- i think it's like the third life now of the qr life. code do you remember when QR went- codes were like just just coming onto the scene it was like two like early mid 2000s and everyone was like trying to get their own qr code it was like all this hype but no one really knew what to do with them and then everyone just kind of chucked them out the window yep yep it went from everyone has to have a qr code in the post it kind of like the hashtag the hashtag strap line um yeah. just so in case you wanted to talk about it you could go and hashtag the right thing in twitter so you could talk to other people i know i still don't understand why but anyway qr codes went from a gimmick to a dinosaur to now being almost the forefront of useful you know analog tech right now and i feel like right like if we're thinking especially in the last you know let's say let's say three years it's gone from being semi-adopted to being very much fully adopted everyone understands a qr code and if you put a qr code in front of someone you're 99 percent guaranteed for someone to figure out how to do it and then experience something that they want that they need not like before when it was like put a qr code we'll send them to the you know the full length version of this video and like no one's gonna no one cares um so and i think you know the menus on tables um through the pandemic has been one of those key drivers like no one wanted to share stuff and qr codes was a really easy way to get someone to a website very fast and i think that's because the qr codes are embedded in native camera apps now and they recognize them rather than having to have some kind of other app to open up to then scan a code and then go somewhere else so like that's not a new thing but i think the combination of those two you know the the digital transformation that everyone had to go through in 10 weeks instead of 10 years has really made this a a resurgence for the qr code i feel like people now understand how to use them and what to expect and i think brands now understand people want something that they can is useful to them immediately and is not just like taking you to a a website to then learn more about some bump or taking you to a video that doesn't really you don't really want to watch then and there but if you can take someone from something to something else that's useful for them in that moment in time like venmo with their qr codes like chrome if you try and open up um if you click the chrome um address bar on the right gives you a little qr code symbol you can open the that website on your phone almost immediately it's like i think it's it's coming it's becoming something that's being really useful now 
Yeah, and I'm seeing, I'm, I, I think I'm seeing a lot more QR code adoption in retail locations where um, you might want to, uh, as a retailer, show more options than what you're able to physically display. Um, I think as e-commerce is um, becoming more and more prevalent, even people who are going into retail locations might want to then order something without interacting with a member of the staff, right? So like, um, I went to Banana Republic, I wanted to see if there was um, a t-shirt in a color that they didn't have in the store. Much easier for me to fire up um, the options through a QR code um, versus yep. having to go chase down an employee and then st stand close to them and have them do the same thing on their phone. So all of these things are, yeah, I think they're enabled by the technology. Uh, finally, this is native to the phones. I think you're absolutely right. The pandemic has uh, marked a, a shift in this behavior. Uh, furthermore, QR codes seem to be the de facto digital uh, link to our vaccination records uh, as these um, kind of digital vaccine passports start to prolifer uh, proliferate. Um, so yeah, so it's um, it's it's interesting. It, it was um, it was interesting that back then when they came out, people wrote them off relatively quickly and thought it was a gimmick. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there is any sort of parallel to things like barcodes, for instance, when those came out, and if they struggled to gain adoption until some sort of an inflection point happened. It'd be an interesting thing to kind of go and read a little bit more about. But um, there are probably there things was there that... was I think it was Walmart, wasn't it? Didn't Walmart introduce barcodes? as the way of cataloging everything i feel like that was something maybe we'll we'll research this and come back to come back we'll come back to you yeah test follow test follow <laughs> but uh yeah i'm excited to see how this is going to uh take shape with um with with marketing and what creative marketers will do with uh with qr codes oh i think another one that really drones uh it was um, Snapchat, right? Didn't, didn't Snapchat. Snapchat popularize? Um, everyone had their little personal QR code with like a little ghost um, thing in the uh, middle. Yeah. And you could scan that like it could be a part of your, for, for a time being, everyone had it as like their Twitter profiles, like so you could follow people that you knew elsewhere. And that, that's how P, uh, Snap was gaining um, scale to some extent, making everyone's um, avatar or whatever uh, a QR Smart. code. So, yeah. Uh, let's see how marketers take advantage of this, and we can do um, we can do a follow up on this as well, and see and do a bit of a deep dive on uh, creative uses yeah. of QR codes. But I think this is an excellent shout. QR codes resurgent in twenty twenty one, just like COVID. Hopefully, one of them sticks <laughs> around and the other one goes away. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully. All right, my friend. Well, well I feel like I feel like we covered um, a few interesting ones today. Uh, again, yep. happy. Uh, at Talk Anniversary to you, and I will see you shortly. See you shortly.